0: Good morning for Monday, January 24th, 2011, Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's some of what's making news today on the front page. Republicans draw a line on spending, officials rouse ghosts of the past in Zimbabwe, and mortgage giants leave legal bills to the taxpayers. In today's national headlines, Jack LaLanne, the father of fitness, dies at 96 shot in the head and now back on his feet in Texas, and a Miami Beach event space, a parking space too. In today's business headlines, FDA studies the risk of electroshock devices, more oversight of brokers is urged in an SEC study, and despite distinctions, Los Angeles Times is losing its standing in its own hometown. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the weekend action in sports, including the NFL playoffs, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story, Republicans Draw a Line on Spending. It's written by Cheryl Gay Stolberg. Congressional Republicans, seeking to recapture the debate over economic recovery in advance of President Obama's State of the Union address, warned Sunday they will oppose any new spending initiatives and press ahead with their plans for budget cuts in every realm of government, including defense. In a series of appearances on Sunday morning television talk shows here in Washington, Republicans sought to draw the battle lines for Tuesday night over government spending. With Obama calling for investments of tax dollars in targeted areas like education, infrastructure, and technology, Republicans insisted investment is just another name for spending that the nation can ill afford. With all due respect to our Democratic friends, anytime they want to spend, they call it investment. So I think you'll hear the President talk about investing a lot Tuesday night, said Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, speaking on Fox News Sunday, adding... This is not a time to be looking at pumping up government spending in very many areas. McConnell's House counterpart, Rep. Eric Cantor, said separately that his party would demand deep spending cuts in all areas and that defense would not be exempt. Every dollar should be on the table, Cantor said on NBC's Meet the Press. The appearances laid the groundwork for a fierce clash between the Republicans and Obama overspending, the size and scope of government, and the federal deficit that could have profound effects on the path the nation takes as it emerges from the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. It occurs against the backdrop of the early days of the 2012 presidential race, as Obama prepares for his reelection campaign and Republicans position themselves to pick a candidate to challenge him. At issue is whether government should be a tool for boosting a fragile recovery or whether the federal deficit, already in excess of $1.4 trillion, is so threatening that Washington must take the kind of dramatic and immediate spending cuts that Republicans are calling for. The public itself seems split, or perhaps confused. Americans overwhelmingly say that, in general, they prefer cutting government spending to paying higher taxes, according to a New York Times-CBS News poll published last week, Yet their preference for spending cuts, even in programs that benefit them, dissolves when they're presented with specific options related to Medicare and Social Security, the programs that directly touch millions of lives, and are the biggest drivers of the long-term deficit. This spending versus cutting debate is in effect a reprise of the fight Obama's been having with Republicans since the outset of his presidency. But this one occurs in a very different political context, with a divided Congress and a President who's trying to reposition himself as a centrist after the self described shellacking his party took in November. Now, two months after Republicans took control of the House and increased their numbers in the Senate, vowing to make spending cuts a top priority, Obama is himself doing better in the eyes of the public. Americans are showing the first hints of optimism about the recovery and are giving the President credit for working in a bipartisan way during the lame-duck Congress, Sentiments that are reflected in the president's job approval ratings, which are inching upward.